I know what she's into Smoking and drinking this liquor She's into sending me pictures She wanna fuck a real nigga I know what she's into She love it when I get on top Go until she tell me stop She love when I'm hitting the spot I know what she's into Smoking and drinking this liquor She's into sending me pictures She wanna fuck a real nigga I know what she's into she love it when I get on top Go until she tell me stop She love when I'm here in the spot uh, Baby girl, I know what she into It's okay, you can bring a friend through And we can pour up a couple shots of this hand And you can show me what the hand do Slow it down, baby girl, get on top I'ma make you come when I lick that Daddy, chill What the hell is even that? A nigga like me, man I love the game I love the house Lately, I've been feeling like a superstar. Find me sitting courtside where the hoopers are. Swish. Blinking, you might miss me in my supercar. Yeah. I've been living every day like a superstar. Yeah. I've been living life like a superstar. Uh. I've been living life like a superstar. Uh. Supermodels hopping out the supercar. Yeah. Every day, I'm living life like a superstar. Yeah. I've been living life like a I've been living life like a superstar Supermodels hopping out the supercar Every day I'm living life like a superstar 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 my next guests are a hip-hop trio from the Seattle area, which include Chad, CMG, and Dre Taylor. It's my pleasure to introduce In Tune. My phone's ringing, I hold up. Lock two and nothing lower. Don't talk numbers, I'm all the rollers. My pack is loud, kick like Jackie Chan. Busting out Saran, shit relax. I roll up again, it might pull up some sin, so... Shout out Brianna, cause she didn't call her girl And she she's dropping them drawers I try to tell her there's no love involved Cause I want it all or nothing at all How you wanna go when the car in park? Out there in the game like my last name start Looking for my pepper to play her part Cause bitch, I'm not lighting the She try to save me, she try to save me I told her save herself She tried to play me, she tried to play me But she just played herself I feel amazing, I feel amazing And I look amazing as well I look amazing as well going crazy Welcome back everyone. Today I'm with three very special guests from the hip hop trio in tune. Got Chad, CMG, and Dre Taylor. So we'll start right from left. Start with Chad. Can you, I want everyone to explain their background and how you guys got part of the join the group and everything. So I'll start with you, Chad. Uh, What's well, simple, honestly. He's my twin brother, so that's just a given. <laughs> um, Both got glasses too. Like, <laughs> best friend right here. So it kind of was it fell into place. Like kind of just like how the stars may align pretty much. Uh, probably about 10, 12 years ago, we got together and just been making music together ever since. I pretty much started writing music myself probably about like 13, 14 on my own. 
And then probably about 18, me and my brother kind of looked at each other and was like, hey, we should start doing this for real. Then met him and it's been history ever since for me. Wow, that's dope. So CMG, tell us your backstory. Yeah, in a sense, it's kind of the same. Uh, we met back in like 2007-ish, you know what I'm saying? So that's when I first like started getting into like the music, but I wasn't really like taking it serious. It was more like a hobby. You know, we just had the homeboys come over, record in the garage or whatever, till four or five in the morning every day type stuff. But eventually met up with these dudes, you know, we had pretty much an instant connection and just figured out what we, what we needed to do. And it just brought us to this moment, really. Here we are. And now, Dre? Uh, I would say it's the same, but it's a little different. Actually, I I started out singing. Mm. That's where, you know, I just gained a, a liking for music itself. And, you know, just started writing poetry more. So then I became more on the hip hop side of it. And I found more like more liking for that. And my brother always, when I brought it to him, he's like, yeah, we're going to do it. But we decided to mix, you know, singing R&B feel with hip hop. My man's is the same way. So, you know, it was just like an instant clicking for us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoy your guys' music, especially like uh, your song Crazy. Yeah. Mm. Hella fun. Hella fun song to listen to. <laughs> so where are you guys all from? Like we're in Seattle. Well, I was born, lived in Seattle pretty much majority of my life, moved to Federal Way, been living in Federal Way ever since. Yeah, I was born Des Moines, but grew up Federal Way, never really moved out of there. Hmm. You got your brother, so I'm saying you, you live in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> so how old is everyone? Me, man, we just turned 30 over the summer. Yeah. Oh, wow. Seven, I'll be uh, 28 November 2nd. Yeah. Scorpio season. Yeah. Wow. Cancer game. <laughs> water signs, big water signs yeah. over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I just stumbled across your guys. Like one of you guys actually like liked one of my pictures on the NAS podcast. And I was like, let me check this guy out. There we go. <laughs> and like, I was, I was taken aback. I really like your guys' music a lot. And um, how do you guys uh, navigate through the Seattle music scene? Have you guys made a lot of connections or what's it been like for you guys? Start with you, Chad. Um, it's been pretty good to be honest, because I could say um, growing up, I grew up with a lot of them and start to see how people branched out. So getting into it of having certain people to know them was from, you know, just being younger and everybody becoming adults. Um, I would say making connections just by being out, you know, just being seen, trying to be wherever the music is and not specifically sticking to one section of music either. It's just if something music oriented is happening, trying to be there, just trying to meet somebody. And it's mm-hmm. pretty decent. Well, obviously with the COVID stuff, not too good, but it's still, you know, internet's the best thing. You still connect that way. Obviously how we met, you know, same thing. So it's still able to be uh, to happen, make the connection still. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. We've been meeting a lot of people too. Like, cause we, we mess with a lot of uh, Seattle producers that are pretty known out here. So you bump into artists at the studios, you go to support your friends' events and bump into people there. People want you to meet people, you know. But all in all, though, if you're out in Seattle, you're going to meet people. You know, <laughs> Seattle is one of those places you're going to meet people. So definitely we we, bit, we got pretty connected with a bunch of people out here. Mm. Yeah, for sure. How was your guys' like come up? Like, did you guys start by doing like open mics in Seattle or how did you guys first start getting recognition? 
our first exposure thing was actually uh, coast to coast in, in uh, uh, California. Right. We actually landed oh, wow. uh, records and we had performed for Matt McFarlane. We did like a little in-studio performance. And that kind of like started like the on the road thing. We ended up going to Portland like the next month or something. was performing out there. But we do a lot of shows <clears> in the Seattle area too, Fremont, stuff like that. Hmm. I think it just That's dope. It kicked off like the the independent like mindset for us doing like when we first started just doing like the coast to coast thing. It pretty much just showed us that we got to put our footwork in no matter what. So I think that was just the best thing for us to pretty much start doing our own footwork, and, you know, put, not forcing the music, but just letting them grasp to it as they as they do. Because that's just kind of how I feel like fan bases are built. You know, your newest fans going to go back to the oldest music. So. Mm-hmm. They'll catch on eventually. Yeah, for sure. Even with when it comes to like interviews, anything like that, you know, like you can't always worry about the views right away because they'll come back around full circle. Yeah. So when did you guys? When did you do the coast to coast thing? Like, what year was that? Once it was 2013. Yeah, 2013, 13 and 14. Yeah. So we had two of them a year back to back. The first one was in LA. No, I was LA. Then the second one we did was another showcase in Portland, and they're probably I think they were a year back to back. And about 2013, 14. Yeah. So do you guys? We actually we met a couple of little like managers out there, a couple of promoters, you know, other artists from other states and stuff was cool. Ended up exchanging numbers, business cards, all that. So mm. that was a cool, like, first thing for us to do as a group, you know what I'm saying? To kind of just be in a music scene and see what it's kind of like at, especially like bigger labels like Atlanta and stuff like that, you know, just just to see how they kind of do things. So that was yeah, cool. for sure. Put your foot in the door, introduce yourself to people. Do you think it's weird there's not really any big record labels in Seattle? Like, do you think that's <clears throat> a downside for Seattle, or do you think it's fine that it's not really uh, prominent here? A downside, yeah, because there's a lot of talent out here. Um, there's a lot of people who are a part of management, but there's not any that are a part of major, like, I would say, like, large labels. There's a, there's a few that have connections with, like, independent ones that are pretty good, but there's a lot of talent out here. So if there was a major label that was out here or some something based in Seattle, there would be a lot more opportunity for people, for sure. Mm-hmm. To be able to see, like, a wide range of things, you know what I mean? But you get people now who are venturing down to California and trying to go more on the East Coast sound, and it kind of makes it seem as if, like, you know, we don't have our own thing here. Yeah. But for those that are a part of the scene here, then it's very present that we have our own music scene here. Mm, for sure. The, the, the tools to show people that. Yeah, I feel like we lot we lose a lot of good talent that way though, because they always like leave, go to L.A. or Atlanta or wherever. Like I'll just be on Instagram or look up like Seattle artists, and like I, there's so many artists that I'm like, what? They're actually from Seattle? Like I won't even know that. And they're like popping off, but they're like they don't rep Seattle or anything like that. They're like, oh, L.A. is actually my new hometown or some shit like that, you know? It's rough. <laughs> Yeah, but I will say though, Seattle, Seattle is starting to get a lot of people bubbling out for sure. You know, we've already mm-hmm. seen a couple of uh, bigger names come out in the last couple of years. There's definitely mm-hmm. people that are doing uh, a lot of tours that are from yeah. Seattle for sure. That's where a lot of it's at right now. It's touring. That's a big thing. But Seattle, Seattle is, is starting to open up opportunities. 
because there wasn't really too much hip hop opportunity <laughs> specifically before. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. We got we got we had like Sir Mix a lot for a while. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you guys are you guys pretty confident and like going on tours and like do you guys create your own events or like do people invite you or how is the process for you guys for that? It's a we started out actually doing them ourselves, just booking the wow. booking the venues and creating the rosters for our, the concerts ourselves because we figured a promoter is gonna take a certain style of music and put the roster together. Opposed if if you can do it yourself, you save time. You know what I mean? And you can make create your own exposure. You know, usually when people hear about shows, they want to talk to who put it together. And it's always, a, for me, it just feels better with it being an artist, not someone who just did it for the exposure themselves. Mm-hmm. Artist does it, it feels better. Even when you book artists, as an artist, they feel more, I start to know they feel more comfortable knowing also oh, artists, so I'm not here to buy time or things like that. But we do get invited to shows too. I, we do those too. But we prefer to do them ourselves just so that it's just more based on artists than anything else. Hmm. Do you guys have Do you guys have pretty good relationships with like the concert venues around the Seattle area? And then do you guys have like a favorite one that you go to or? Um, so like <laughs> favorite, favorite. I, I personally like performing at Columbia, Columbia City. City. Yeah, that Columbia City Theater was was a dope venue. It has like the amphitheater, like the theater feel. Yeah. So it feels more of a, like a concert on the inside, opposed to like bigger venues. With and being honest, you know, we're not getting three thousand, four thousand fans. So you get the big concert feel with the intimate vibe, with having like the five hundred to a thousand people there. You know what I mean? So that Columbia City to me gives the best ambiance. I would say if you're an artist, it makes you feel a lot more comfortable. Even uh, the clubs are cool too. The clubs are cool to perform in just because of the vibe that you're in at that point. We've even done some in Fremont. They're not too bad, but I would say Columbia City probably the best. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's a very beautiful stage. I think so. We actually had got in there right when they did their remodel too, so it was a little different from what we had previously remembered. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. And what I've noticed is like actually like artists that really truly like love the Seattle, like if they're like touring here, I there's a few that actually like like that location a lot. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, they know about the Columbia Theater. <laughs> you know? Actually <laughs> like the week after we had performed there, uh, I don't know if you know Grand Fias is, but Grand Fias came in there, so that was over there. Yeah. You know, that was that was a dope night. So we definitely seen right. that event or that venue um mm-hmm. nights for sure. Right. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, he's popping off, dude. I saw um, Code of the Friend there, which was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I think that was nice. like the month before. Yeah, he came the month before Brent, and then Brent Fires came in like September, and that one. Yeah, it was nice, man. And I like him. You know, I've been hit him for years, so going to see him there after performing was like, you know, as an artist, it's just like a different confidence, you know, mm-hmm. stamp. You know, like so, it was just really nice to see. Yeah, that's dope. So do you guys manage yourselves or do you have like one manager or how does that work for you guys? I mean, three managers. <laughs> <laughs> three managers for sure. I mean, obviously we like to add to the team. We got a, a couple people you know, that, that do what they can as well. Producers and stuff that's on the team, videographers, you know. But as far as like promotion and stuff, we're, we're, the, we're the marketing team for us, you know. Mm-hmm. We keep it all in-house, all independent, you know. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. What what are the benefits for artists that 
might be like coming up still? Like what's the benefits for doing everything in-house versus outsourcing in your guys' opinions? So for my opinion, keeping everything in-house, you keep the the creative control because everybody has the same objective. Everyone's pushing towards the same goal. So you're working with people that have the same ambition as you. You know, they're they're all worried about like, you know, I want to make sure he gets what he's he's satisfied, he's satisfied, I'm satisfied. Opposed to if you're working with somebody who has, you know, maybe you're not a hundred percent their main priority. So they also have things that they're worried about that may push you to the side at some point. They may not look at every opportunity for yourself. So when you're independent, you have your best interests at heart. You know what I mean? So creating a team, you just want to make sure that you're adding pieces that have the same objective. Like we want to get to a certain point. We have timelines. We're trying to meet those timelines and beat those goals and keep moving, you know, staying progressive in each day, making sure that, okay, he comes up with an idea, sit down to go over it and move forward. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're, everything's changing. Everything's moving so fast. You have to keep up. So when you're staying in house, it's a lot easier to move at a fast pace because it's quick connection. Quick, you know what I mean? It's easy. So I would definitely, who's coming up in the music, independent, if those labels reach out to you, tell them all you want to do is distribution. <laughs> That's you. You do not want to sign your life away. Hmm, for sure. Do you guys ever butt heads because you guys are like a trio or do you guys work pretty well together? I just don't butt heads with each other in general. You know, at the end of the day, we got the bigger picture, so we're always yeah. going to work out any uh, discrepancies, yeah. you know, but definitely. Right. And we're, <laughs> right. And we're twin brothers, you know. so that's obvious. That's that's a guarantee. Yeah. But like you said, it's, just a, it's a bigger goal at hand, so, you know, everybody knows what's more important than some small argument that obviously can be passed over eventually, you know? Yeah. So from right to left, I'll start with Chad again. What do you guys each think you bring to the table for your group? Me, I feel like I bring um, a lot of the emotion, the, a lot of the uh, pretty much like the substance of content that we usually use. If it gets really deep, I probably, I'm probably who went there with him, you know, or... <laughs> And mostly just like, you know, I, I, melodies and, you know, just pushing everybody to their limit just because I know how much talent we all hold separately. So together, I, I know what it can be. So I think I, I'm probably the one who pushes us all to the limit. And, yeah, I think that's majority what it is for me, man. <laughs> Call me the pops if you want to. I guess I'm the dad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, I try and keep the energy up, man. I might be calm right now. But I, I try and I try and keep the high energies going. You know what I'm saying? We all got pretty pretty good uh, positive vibes. But I try and keep the vibrations high and everything. You know, on top of that, like marketing is a big thing for me. Like I I love trying to figure out the social media marketing and all that stuff. So I'm big on like the whole making visualizers and trying to get you know a promotion and stuff like that. Trying to get all that stuff going. So like the A and R side of things, I guess you can say. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of the songs that have the the singing vibes to them, like my brother, he does have a a deeper, you know, saying intellect when it comes to in touch with emotion. So I feed off of that when it comes to the songs that we're going to take a little time with and 
add a melody to it. I like to go back and use a lot of 90s like melodies and stuff, but just changing it and putting our own words to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feed off of that because it's still, it's a feeling, you know what I mean? And with singing, you have to have feeling. So it's like incorporating that with the new style of music, adding a little bit of rapping here and there. It just, you know, I think that it makes for a real diverse, you know, genre of music. It, it doesn't necessarily have a name to it, but I, it definitely exists in our present generation right now. For sure. Yeah, I don't really know that many trios. So I think that's sick already, you know? Yeah. It's kind of bringing it back. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the time, that's all you ever seen was groups. Right. It was Jagged Edge and SWV, 702, 112, Jodeci, like that's all you, people understood that there was power in numbers, so they're like, all right, Mm -hmm. if we have three people with amazing talent, we can put it in one thing and they work together, that's that's gonna do its thing, it's gonna work, so you know, we took being ring with it. So do you guys have like your own studio, or do you hop between studios, or how does the studio work for you guys? Pretty much both. We we try to. It's most comfortable to record it at home because we have in home. It's most comfortable for certain songs, but depending on the vibe we try to make, we do go to other studios. We either go to uh, we go down to Lost Boy Studio with Milo E. Bank, or we go to um, Clatter and Dean with Chris Pack. And it's just between those two. Those who we have a familiar relationship with. We use them pretty often, so we go there with them. But yeah, I'm sure I try to stay at home just because that's where we can get the most natural of the our voices and the vibes to keep the songs to where they're at our own momentum. Opposed mm-hmm. to get excited for it now. You know, it's music time when you're in the studio, so you do get a little excited. You know, you get, but the song may not call for that. So <laughs> you try to make it around what you're trying to get the vibe for. So we try to do it at home. Yeah, for sure. So now that you guys are all in Federal Way, is there like, um, it's like a music scene in Federal Way that you guys notice, or yeah, hundred uh, percent. There's a couple artists that we are now working on, like uh, doing features with. Um, and honestly, I mean, it's kind of like merged. You know, a lot of people that are from Federal Way or from West Seattle or Seattle, South Seattle, Seattle, Seattle in general. Tacoma, I think now, yeah, even to Tacoma, everybody's kind of merged. They're trying to merge the lines and do a lot of collaborations with people so that it does bring a bigger light to the music scene here, you know? But there's yeah. one here, though, in Federal Way, for sure. Hmm. So what I have been seeing is that there's tons of, like, younger artists coming out, like, in their teens, like, Little Mosey's a perfect example. What can you guys take away from these younger artists that are coming up in the Seattle music scene? Uh, I would say just the energy. Uh, because you know we're all different. We all bring different aspects with our music, but the energy. Man, you know, I, I like to. I like seeing. It. I like seeing how driven the younger people are. So it makes it fun. You know, they still they still want to have fun with it, and that's what keeps music fresh. You know, when you still want to have fun. Hmm. Do you guys see what do you, what genre of city do you think Seattle is? Because some people say it's a hip hop city. Some people say it's just a rock and roll city. What are your guys' opinion on it? I would say I agree with the rock and roll. I think that's the only thing we're known for is Berkeley Bang. You know, mm. you know, yeah, you know, all, that's all rock music. So, but it's not like it's bad because you know we all feed off of that. That's all you know. You know, we'll sample all that music. But nowadays, the hip hop scene is it would be as big as that for the era that it was if we just had a spotlight for it. 
Because mm-hmm. I would say now, dude, it's probably the same amount of grunge rock bands that exist, but hip hop just overpowers it as far as numbers, in my opinion. I think there's a lot more hip hop artists than there is, but the grunge is just more accepted just due to the natural take of Seattle. Yeah, or even some of the venues even are kind of grungy looking, you know? Right. And it's just natural for them. Like, you know, they take the image of what they have and the, the group spit or the artist fit for what they're doing. So it just, you know, just naturally flows. As opposed to hip hop, it starts to just, they want to add, you know, even with certain means, you want to add certain lights, take certain lights out, add certain speakers or effects. And a lot of them weren't equipped for it, you know? So hmm. it, some of it you know, doesn't work. I think Columbia City Theater was the only place that had the option before you really get it set up for because Audio. with with hip hop music it's very different than rock and roll as far as the sound base so specifically he, they have the option where you can use different microphones different audio different lights so it gives a different feel they have the option for you to really get it set up for your vibe yes for sure yeah i love all the venues they all have their own little like vibe to them like mm-hmm. like the fun house or like you know wamu Pike Place, like is it? Is Showbox is the one that has like two venues, right? The one in Pike Place and the one in. I feel like that's so weird. I don't even know how you're able to have two of the same <laughs> venue names. Showbox Southern, that's good. Anyway. I guess. It's fucking nuts. So why do you not think that? Because like the past like big artists that have come out of Seattle at the top of my head is like Little Mosey and Macklemore, but it doesn't really seem like they brought like a spotlight to Seattle. What do you? Why do you think that didn't happen? Um, it's a good question. I will say, um, like, people that make hip-hop in Seattle knows that there's other hip-hoppers that support it, you know what I'm saying? But as far as, like, fan base goes, there's not really, like, a solid hip-hop fan base in Seattle, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people run into the problem where, you know, they want to see that you're already famous before they start saying, like, yeah, I support this or I stand behind this, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of passive aggressiveness where people will tell you, like, hey, I rock with you, but then you be like, oh, what song? And they be like, uh, dang, you got me. I guess I don't rock with you. You know, so there's a lot of passive aggression out here, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's a Seattle vibe, I guess you can say, you know, that it's it just hasn't been accepted yet, you know? It's on the verge of being accepted more but it just hasn't been accepted yet. So until it's been like completely supported, like how you see in Atlanta or how you see in California or something, it's just going to be just on the bubble. A couple of people are going to make it out, but it's going to be a lot more that didn't, you know, until it's just more accepted really right. or supported, I guess you can say. And then like my opinion, Macklemore got, he was, what, he did bumper shoot six years, yeah. but his song he blew up and, and he did college, but his song blew up in California. So, I, you know, I feel like that for some, not for the artist specifically, but for like the people of the city he's from, that takes a toll on them because it doesn't say, oh, he's put on for our city. He didn't shoot his video here where he's from and stuff like that. That's not necessarily on the artist's mind when they're just trying to, you know, pursue their career. But on the flip side, it does matter. You know, if you're from somewhere and you're going to tell people you're from there, but you don't go back with your success. It, it does make a difference, you know? And I like you said, it's just the scene for hip-hop, it really isn't extremely fan-supported, you know? It's just they support it as much, as much as they see it, not as much as they want it to be seen. Mm. I feel like another thing is, like, 
most of the artists that you can name that have made it out of Seattle don't even live in Seattle right now. You know, they've, they've moved to where the fan base is, you know, because you, you gotta, you gotta go where your target audience is, you know, and it's just the target audience is usually never here. So you got yeah. route if you want to make it out. Yeah, but there's this, there's a bunch of Seattle artists that's like, I'm not going to leave to make it out. So then, you know, you got the ones that are just on the bubble and it's just a couple moves away from it clicking, but will it or will it not? It's, it's kind of up to how it plays out, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you guys started like in 2013, did you guys think, because it's been like seven years now, did you guys think by the time it was 2020 that this bubble would have popped? Oh, yeah. or a long time ago. Because yeah. people that I, I think, as far as music in the hip-hop scene, I feel like there's some who should have gotten mainstream looks or mainstream success or big label success, per se. Not mainstream, but big label success. But they didn't really got it. And it's, I just think it's because of the spotlight we don't have. You know, I don't think it's not because of the talent or the the persistence or anything. I think it's really there's you don't know whose hand to shake to get to that door. You know what I mean? Like, there's a bunch of people out here, like we said, there's a bunch of people out here who have the connections, but you don't know what person to get you to the right person. And that's just really a toss up with it. But I definitely would have thought that the bubble for Seattle would have popped before 2020 for sure. Definitely. I kind of thought when Lil Mosey did get signed, I thought that was would have been the start of it because of the type of artist he would have been able to bring here. But, you know, it didn't happen yet. Maybe it will soon. But it hasn't yet. But I think it, it's happening soon enough for sure. It's coming. Do you think it comes down to like there being like a good media outlet, or is it like a specific group of artists that keep that need to blow up? <laughs> a little bit of both. Um, like I'll just take for instance, you take Chicago, right? Kanye West blows out of Seattle, out of Chicago, but he still goes back to the radio station that he was playing his music. So he's giving chances to artists, which is how he met Big Sean and. How other people were still able to have access to that type of opportunity, which made that radio station still, you know, a platform for finding new artists. Here we don't have that. They shut down the biggest radio station that we had for that type of opportunity at the time when it would have been the best. That Cuban mm. has started back again. So that, you know, that was a big downfall. And I think <clears throat> there has to be somebody that comes back that makes that say that makes those calls, you know what I mean? Like it's like you said, no one's gonna believe that you're a certain person until somebody, you know, if you're the person who's successful, and then to then to other people, it just sounds more believable, opposed to them just finding out for themselves. So let's go let's go in depth about the these radio stations. What are your guys' opinion on the Seattle radio stations that we have? We'll start with um, Dre. Uh, my opinion, uh, there isn't one that has. <clears throat> I don't think there's one here that has an outlet for hip hop. Uh, like you said, the only one that did was um, was was two ninety three, and at the time, and like legit at that time, that's where there was a lot of people who were working for them that had connection to the independent music scene here, and they were actually trying to set it up to where once they got into those seats as like a main radio host or a radio host at a certain hour for where it's a prime time for music they're connected with the independent scene. So they're like, okay, man, look, you're on the rise. I've now got a position at this radio station. I can I can play your song at this time, but that's when the radio station just disappeared. And they came back with a totally different wave of music. There wasn't even like radio hosts or anything like that. It was just like whatever top 40 songs was on the on that list, they played those on 
But like that was one thing that was strict from here. Uh, they came out with a couple podcasts, but then what you start noticing with that is that I don't think that is supported if you tell me that you I have to pay you for you to play my music. Mm. Because if you're a person who's just using this as an outlet to showcase local music, you would do that on your own. You would have a research team or people who go and look at local music. Everybody sits down, you listen to the music, you say, what's the best for this week or something, you know? And that's what I think would maximize the opportunities for these outlets. But I don't see that. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's happened for us before. We've been reached out to about music. Oh, I like your music, this and that. But it costs this much for you to put it on our platform. Like, well, if you reached out and seen my music already, why do I have to pay you to play? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. the opportunity sometimes, I think, you know, people use the pay to play uh, scenario. Like, you know, if you're willing to pay for this, then we'll play you. And the people who had the connection with the independent artists here, they pretty much were driven into doing other things like podcasts. And one podcast that was cool was Macanelli. They were working with a lot of a lot of independent artists. Uh, right, the, the glow up, the blow up with uh, Casey Carter. She did a lot of independent stuff. Uh, who else? That's probably it. <laughs> that were you know, just genuine about giving a spotlight to local music, period, you know? And I won't name the ones that are on that tip for the pay to play, but there's a lot, a lot of those for sure. Yeah, I feel like that pay to play stuff doesn't even make sense because at the end of the day, like, whatever type of pay-to-play thing it is, it's, it always ends up just being, like, pockets change for you. Like, no one's going to make all their money from that pay-to-play revenue, you know? So, like, why not just make it free for artists to hop on? Right. Just, that's, that's the main thing is that you're paying to charge me for a post on Instagram or for four minutes on your podcast. Like, you know, if you did this, you know, consistently with a certain group of artists or, like I said, once a week, sat down for the best artists, it would bring a spotlight towards their platform as well, you know? You would get people mm-hmm. who would want to promote them as an artist. Like, we are, you know, because if it was a certain station that was like, oh, all we do is support local artists, you'd have the local artists supporting them. Like, everybody go show love to them, try to get an interview with them, because it builds for the community of music. You know what I mean? Like Breakfast Club. People don't want to get on Breakfast Club because they like DJ Envy or Charlemagne. They want to get on Breakfast Club because that's the platform that says, okay, you're on the rock. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, you made it to the Breakfast Club. That says something different for you, even as an artist, comedian, actor. That's, that platform says you've now made another step. So if we hmm. here, that would do the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I always like to get like, hear what artists think need to happen in Seattle. I'm thinking about maybe like creating like a, I don't, I'm, I'd have to promote it so it's not just like randomly like on my phone, but like making like a Spotify playlist for like up and coming artists or something. Yeah. Like I don't, there's like nothing. We really just don't have anything that could be like, oh, at least we have this. We don't even have that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like oh, thank God we at least have. Like what? <laughs> there's one person. Uh, he's a DJ. He just started it this year though. Uh, once the quarantine started, he actually put together a local tape. Uh, mm. He goes by DJ Bankhead. He came out with a tape that had like 15 or 16, 15, 15, 15. like 15 or 16 songs with nothing but local artists. Mm. And that was, he put that on a 20, 
last month, I think the end of last month. And that was a pretty good thing because there was a lot of people like, it wasn't very promoted. It was kind of like he, we know that he's a DJ because he used to DJ at all the clubs pretty much. So it was like, when he came out with it, it was like, oh, dang, you like, cause we're on there. And um, it was kind of just shocking to us. Like, dang, you put us on there? Okay, cool. You know, I, 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 I like that because it's like, okay, you're still listening and paying attention to what's going on out here, even during the time that we're in, you know? And it gives artists, it gives artists the momentum to be like, ooh, I want to be on the next one. Yeah. You know, yeah. This one, okay, I got to for sure be on the next one. You know, type deal. And I, I like it. It was, it was nice. It was dope to see for sure. Shit, yeah, you guys are giving me ideas. I can run with that. Yeah, I get that. So what have you guys been doing? Once again, we'll start from right to left. What have you guys been doing during this uh, quarantine? Like, have you guys been, like, working on your craft on writing? Or I'll start with you, Chad. Um, writing a bunch of music, man. Uh, just finished our EP. Got an A-song EP coming out. Um, writing music, man, is honestly, if I don't have anything to do, that's it. Like, I I know for a fact that I've, I've hit my curve in my niche, and it's writing music, so my speed, my free time spent doing that. Especially in quarantine, I have no other choice. So. Mm. <laughs> Definitely just writing music. I hate to sound cliche, but you know, just Back in the craft, you know, the whole, the whole quarantine thing, of course, a lot of people, a lot more people got a lot more time to do the things that they always say they don't got time to do. Right. So, you know, <laughs> we definitely uh, make use of our time. Like you said, we got the EP coming out uh, towards the end of this month. I don't know if we're dropping a release date or not. But exactly. towards <laughs> the end of this month, for sure, you know. Um, but yeah, so we've just been trying to stay consistent, really. Uh, a lot of it's been online marketing because you can't really be face-to-face right now. Travel's kind of limited. So just mm. on, on top of keep keeping on creating content, trying to reach out and network um, for our outlets and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Dre? Yeah. Well, pretty much like the same thing, just making sure we're perfecting not just our craft, but our sound. And because, you know, a lot of times when you have downtime where you might feel like, you know, oh, let me try this out or try that out. Or, you know, if you... Let's say I'm let's say I played basketball. I'm gonna try to play football and let me perfect my basketball skills, you know? So just making sure that we stay on top of what we do best. And because we do something different, which is adding singing or rapping, we've perfected we perfected that. Like and we worked hard to get to where like now with our EP coming out, like I said, in this month, where yeah, it's it's like a different feeling with this one, you know? It's a, yes, a different for sure. Yeah, what I've been thinking about is like there's so many artists because right now, especially in Seattle, like everything's like back to square one when it comes out to music and promotion. So like whether it's Seattle, L.A., Chicago, wherever, you're going to start seeing these these new artists that have been perfecting their craft during this whole quarantine because this has been like a six month thing now, you know. It's it's nuts. (laughs) They have not used their time wisely. Mm -hmm. You definitely want to, man. I mean, even now, there's yeah. been a lot more artists that are coming out that, even from here, like, dang, I didn't know they even had an interest in music. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen a lot of that lately. Or even, like, the visuals, like, people's doing, still doing visuals. Their visuals are getting more creative just because now you, I literally have the time to sit down and we, or we're used to doing story. Like, we're real old school when it comes to the industry. Like, we sit down storyboard, but you can see now in visuals, people are taking that approach. Like they're sitting down writing minute by minute visual how they want you know i'm pretty sure they're having more control of, it, of how it looks 
during the quarantine because you have enough time to do that. You know, it's not, it doesn't, it didn't have to be rushed right now. You know, so. Also, yeah, because also everyone is on the same playing field when it comes to like everything has to be online. So if you're shit at promoting before, there's going to be definitely some other people <laughs> who have more money, whether it's like a, other, a TV show company or whatever that's promoting just the same way you have to promote. But they have those resources to push it farther than you. So you have to step your game up. So it's, it's, it's nuts. So guys, I'll start with Chad. What is some advice that you guys have for up-and-coming artists, creators, influencers? Just be yourself. Literally. Be you. Don't be yourself. Don't let nothing steer you from your path, to be honest with you. That's the only thing I got. I can say some bullshit, you know, like, oh, you know, try to adjust or, you know, see what the people want. No, be yourself because you created something that you knew in the beginning that that was going to be yours, you know, and if you cherish it that much, don't change. Hmm. Don't, you know, there's going to be people who, there's going to be people who don't like it. People going to say, oh, that's not your niche. That's not something for you. It's not for you, you know, everything's not for everybody. Somebody's going to like it. Someone's going to take heed of it. You know what I mean? So. No matter what, keep pressing through and just, you know, do your do your own thing and remain yourself. That's all, you know, that's all I can say. For sure. That's a big one. I would say, um, like, have fun, really, you know. If you, if you take everything so serious, it's going to start to sound like a job. You're going to get stressed out. And, you know, it shouldn't be like that. All this should come natural, you know. It's a, music is a feeling type of thing, so people can feel what you're, like, what you're feeling, you know, through your voice and, and how you're saying things. So, have fun if you want other people to enjoy and have fun with you, you know? That's a big part. Um, I'll, I'll take it as a, a, a larger, you know, aspect. For anyone that wants to get for influencers, music, stay connected to, your, to the people who are a part of what you do. Because not saying that you need to be a part of their team, just like being able to reach out for a resource, like, oh, hey, I heard you you know what I'm saying? We're going to this. What do you think about, you know, anything? It's just for a perspective. Like, everybody, it's a chain. You know what I mean? Everybody needs to be able to link in and be able to say, okay, you know, I support this person, I support that. Because if everybody's playing this side against each other, I mean, there is going to constantly be a battle. Nobody's going to ever get to that point. So, you know, just creating good relationships, uh, do good business. Yeah. That's a major one. Do good business because people have to remember talk. this is a business. Still, people talk. If you have bad business, people will know. <laughs> yeah, for those people yeah. out there that know, if you people do bad know. business, we know. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you're not getting a call back. You know, those people doing bad businesses. <laughs> so you know, like yeah, this, this, you know, what I'm saying, making sure you do good business. You know, what I mean, if you have resources, don't be, just don't be. I would okay. The best word is don't be stingy with them. You know each one to teach one. If I know something, you know, I don't think you're going to get in my way of my, my journey by giving you a, a good piece of advice. You know what I mean? So stay connected to the scene that you're in, do good business with people, and you know what I'm saying? Stay positive, man. For sure. It's everything. Networking. You can't get anywhere without networking. So it's yeah, like sometimes a team. Yeah. Some somebody you can't like you you think you can do it by yourself you can do a <laughs> large portion of it possibly by yourself but you're just not gonna do it if you're by yourself you yeah. know I'm about you to get real something. I'm about to get real cliche because Nipsey Hussle had a he had a quote he said if you're if you don't have a team 
your dream is extremely small. You mm. need more people because if you don't have a, a big, if you have a big dream, you can't control it. It's, it's you know, it's going to be overwhelming. It's big. You need people to help you. So if you don't have a team, your dream may be really small. You know, and I, I believe that because it, I'm with two other people in a group to help my dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know I'll need more opposing it. So I, I believe that, it's, you know, the help is that you got to have help. Yeah. For sure. So CMG, do you have any tips on people who want to grow out their beard? Or yeah, oh man, I'll actually give you the best tip, bro. Don't cut it. Mm. <laughs> grow their beard out, and then they want to cut it off, and like, man, it wasn't growing. But why'd you cut it if it wasn't growing? <laughs> Obviously, there was more hair than there wasn't because you cut it. <laughs> grow it, man. That's it. I tell people every day, bro. <laughs> Don't cut it. For sure. <laughs> so, what is the easiest way for people to reach out to you? Social media or uh, email Intune Entertainment at yahoo.com. Um, Instagram. Instagram. We're on Instagram. You can follow me, CMG underscore Intune, Chad underscore Intune, or Intune. I said Intune. Uh, the Cute Twin underscore Intune, or you can follow the group page, which is Intune underscore ENT. You know, uh, we're on all streaming platforms Spotify, Apple Music, Title. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to say this. So we did get reached out to by a person that lives in Washington, and we were actually going to Beats One Radio on the Ebro show. That, oh, shit. He says, I'm like, he, there was someone who reached out simply. He didn't even know our music or nothing. He's seen us on Chris Pack's Instagram. He hit Chris Pack. Chris Pack got in contact with us. Just asked for, he asked, he had, uh, sent him a radio pack. We had no idea of it. And only even found out that he already did that because we got approached by him, and I, we were going to ask Chris for a radio pack. He said, oh, no problem. I already did it because he asked me already. And we were like, wow. and that's what we were like. That's, if people are interested, they'll be interested. So his name is Daryl Cruz. He, I like him. That, that was really, it, it, it hit differently because it's like he took his own initiative upon that, opposed to being, you know, asking other questions for if we wanted to do it. He pretty much just said, you're good enough to do it. You know, so here's the, here's the alley you, you know, and I, that's, I appreciate that. So I actually use what he said and kind of turn that into a tip again. Um, don't get discouraged if nothing is happening instantly because right. this all takes time. We've been doing this since 2008 and we're, you know, steady progressing. You know what I'm saying? You're not just going to be Drake overnight. You know what I'm saying? You got to work your way up. But always know that there's always people watching. And your moment can really happen at any time when you don't expect it. Right. You know, so definitely don't get discouraged because people are watching. And it, it is doing something. You may not be doing what you want it to do, but it's doing something. So just keep going. For sure. So I end the podcast by saying this is the NAS podcast and everyone says their name. And when it's a group at the end, everyone says the group name also. So start from right to left again. This is the NAS podcast with Chad CMG. And this is Drake Taylor. And we, we are in tune. tune.